So we're continuing on the uh, on on our culture and the culture of integrity. And uh, I hope all of you guys have got this. Guys, if you haven't, uh, please pick it up from uh, when you come in. And uh, today we are doing integrity is telling the truth. So, yeah, I got all this stuff here. <laughs> uh, just a couple of things. You know these funny insurance claims. Have you seen these? Heard of them? If you if you uh, like Google it, you like. Some, you get some really funny stuff uh, with insurance claims. And like, I just picked up some just to, just to read them to you. Uh, this is how it goes. I started, to slow, I started to slow down, but the traffic was more stationary than I thought. Okay. <laughs> the car in front of me stopped for a yellow light, so I had no choice but to hit him. <laughs> I thought my window was down, but I found it was up when I put my head through it. <laughs> So this one, the claimant had collided with a cow. The question answer on the claim said, were, were, form were, what warning was given by you? A horn. What warning was given by the other party? Moo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, this one was a good one. Well, we we uh, had a car stolen like uh, a while ago. It was an old car, I don't know why they stole it. Anyway. And uh, so I called the insurance guy the next day, and uh, guess what the, uh, the whole tune was? Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, uh, speaking the truth, I, uh, I was looking through, like, uh, preparing for it, and I, I uh, got, the, got to the BBC ethics, ethics uh, website, and uh, a couple of things about lying. I'm just going to read it through. Lying is bad because a generally truthful world is a good thing. That's, that's a given thing, isn't it? Lying diminishes trust between human beings. That's true. If people generally didn't tell the truth, life would become very difficult, as nobody could be trusted and nothing you heard or read could be trusted. You would have to find everything out for yourself. How can I do that? So, an untrusting world is also bad for liars. Lying is much used if everyone is doing it. And this one, I like this one. Some people argue lying is bad because it misuses God's given gift of human communication. God gave humanity speech so that they could accurately share their thoughts. Lying does the opposite. So God is truth, and God speaks the truth. And uh, what does it look like? It looks like this. It looks like this. This is God's truth. And... Uh, uh, the uh, scriptures say that uh, the Bible is God-breathed. Everything about what it's in here is truth because God doesn't lie. Let me just quote some scripture because just to make it authentic. All scripture is inspired by God. This is 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And also in Peter it says, scripture, uh, prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophecy. Yeah, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. This is God's truth. So anytime you spend on this, it's brilliant. 
Anytime you learn from it and ask God to reveal what's in it for you is brilliant. So that's something that uh, I'm going to leave with you. Yeah, this is God's truth. Read it, learn it, and uh, it's going to be really helpful. Uh, because it's uh, also like I was thinking about this and like God cannot lie. By, by default, God is truth. So everything we hear about is true. I want to like... He doesn't hold back anything. He doesn't say what you want to hear. He says the truth. And uh, I mean, in, the, in, in the Old Testament, if you read, like you get some really graphic stuff that uh, <laughs> I don't want to scare you with. <laughs> but uh, uh, this one I like, Matthew 3, 23. If you want to go there, just check Matthew 3, 23. This is good. This is Jesus. This is it. Why not have this one? Sorry. Sorry, guys. Matthew twenty-three. Matthew twenty-three, twenty-three. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, yes. That's good, isn't it? What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites? Just imagine, Jesus is talking to the, to the religious teachers. Just imagine like the, the atmosphere there. <laughs> he doesn't hold back. I like 31 as well, going down, 31. But in saying that you testify against yourself that you are indeed descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what you, your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers. <laughs> This is Jesus saying, this is, he doesn't hold back. He's not trying to hide anything. He's, he's being truthful. He is God. He's true. So, so that's, that's what, what truth looks like in scriptures. And uh, uh, I know it's, it's, it was kind of amusing to hear the, Jesus say, you snakes, brutal wipers. But also, well, what about this one? This is something that I really love in scriptures. About Jesus and uh, in Isaiah, uh, it speaks of Jesus being, uh, this is what it says. Let me read it for you. Matthew 12, 17, 21. It says, this fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning Jesus. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. I love this. He will not crush the weakest reed or put a flickering candle or, or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of the world. Jesus who died for us, his name will the hope of the is gonna be the hope of the world. So this is what this is what scriptures say, and it's true, and grasp it, learn it, read it, spend time on it. It's the best thing. So when we were, uh, again, a little, little bit of a diversion, but again on, on scripture, when we were looking at freedom in Christ, we, uh, there's a question that, uh, that is here, which says, um, if someone told you that they thought the Bible was just a collection of myths and legends, what would you say to them? So we were like 
what would you say to them? You guys were thinking about it, weren't you? Everyone who did this in, in uh, Freedom in Christ. I'm sure everyone has done it now because like all the, uh, all the groups are doing it. So what do you think, what do you want to say? Like, do you go for an argument? Or do you say what's, what, how God spoke to you through the Bible? I thought that that was the best thing. Like we can, what we know, we don't need to go into an argument or anything, but we, God has spoken to us through the Bible and we can say, for example, like when I started to look at the Bible, it was because uh, in Sri Lanka, uh, for the RE curriculum, you have uh, the gospel, one of the gospels being, being taught, being read through. And my brother said, like, this is good, why stuff? Why did you read it? So, like, so, oh, yeah, this is why stuff, like, love your neighbor as yourself. Makes sense. Everybody understands that. Or, like, do unto others as they would do unto you. That's clear. It's brilliant. And, like, cast the first stone if you have no sin. I love that. <laughs> so, it is, this is... It is wise. That's how, that's how I was attracted to the Bible. So if ever someone asks you about like, what, 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 th- this question, speak from your heart. Say what's, what, how God's spoken to you about it and uh, how, you, how he's, he's done an amazing work in you. And uh, I like this story as well. This one I picked up from, uh, from, uh, from a message that I heard. Uh, the story of a former alcoholic whose heart was captured by Christ. He'd been hanging out with his drinking buddies for years, and then one day, they learned of his conversion. While with the group of them, on one occasion, they decided it was time to sneer at his faith. And they said, give me a break. You are telling me that you believe this thing called the Bible? You believe those so-called miracles that Jesus performed? You think he turned water into wine? So this guy said, rather simply, I don't know if he turned water into wine or not. I know this. I see in my own home, he's turned alcohol into furniture. So that's what God does. <laughs> you gotta, I got to share this joke with you. So one of the, completely diverting now. <laughs> one of the things that uh, come into the States is like people bring alcohol through Mexico and places like that. And uh, so there was this guy who, who, bro- who put a bottle in there and like, the bottle was going, and the customs officer said, what is this? And he said, well, it's water. So the customs officer this is tequila. So the guy said, oh, mama mia, not the miracle. <laughs> so I love that one. It was from humor, <laughs> from uh, Reader's Digest. Humor is the best medicine. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the scriptures are the truth of God, and it'll set you free. And uh, uh, you know, like uh, Helen brought, like freedom, freedom. What, what, what really is freedom? Like, you, you, it's a bit more than do whatever you want to do, isn't it? It's about knowing what to do. Is that right? Freedom. I just want to just divert on this one a little bit. Freedom is knowing what to do. It's like, like what's, example. When you go to a new job, like when I went to my first, um, uh, last job, gone before. And uh, it's, it was like a facilities management uh, organization. And to get my head around the whole operation, like wh- what I was involved in was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? But like, uh, you know, like you take a step at a time a day, like uh, uh, a, a step at a time, and eventually, six months later, or even a year later, you get your head around, and then you realize like, 
And this is freedom. I'm not stressed anymore because, like, I know what to do. It's not just freedom is not just doing what I want to do. I know what to do. And freedom is like when you, Jesus says uh, uh, in, uh, Jesus, in scripture, Jesus says, know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's, that's real. That's, so know the truth, read, read scriptures, learn the truth, and the truth will set you free. So now, what about lying? What God has to say about lying and why we must abandon the path of lying. Lord hates lying. Our God hates lying. He, if you check in scriptures, like there'll be many places where God says, like, I don't like lying. That's not me. I don't want you to do it. So I like the one that he, that he says in Proverbs. Proverbs 6, uh, 6, 19 says, there are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he, he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that raise to do wrong, again, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. Out of the seven there, three of them are about speaking the truth, not lies. So speak the truth, don't bear false witness, don't sow discord in the family. So, God hates lies. When we lie, our character stands in contradiction to his. And we grieve the spirit when we lie. Of all the bad habits that we have, lying is kind of a, a tough one. And uh, we all struggle with it. I struggle with it. And uh, it says like... Um, uh, on a, on a reliable survey, it reveals that 91% of Americans lie regularly. I didn't check about Great Britain. <laughs> you couldn't find one. <laughs> but 91% of Americans lie regularly. And uh, the majority of Americans find it hard to get through a week without lying. It's something that we easily slip into. And it is, it is, it is something that we, if determine, we need to determine in ourselves, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do I'm not going to lie because I'm, I want to honor God. So... Uh, I just want to share a couple of things in my life, how like how I slipped into this slipstream of lying and my old self. But before that, I'm going to get some water. <laughs> Sorry. Even last week, when I was preparing, Dom asked me, but I did seek forgiveness for this. <laughs> Dom asked me, how is it going? And I said, it's going, it's getting there. It's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm doing, and I said, like, I'm, I'm going to spend two hours today. Why did I say that? Because it wasn't in my diary. And it was something that I like to do, and, but it, I hadn't planned it. And I didn't have to say that, but I wanted to say something like, don't lose confidence in me, kind of, like, you know, I didn't have to, he hasn't lost confidence in me, he's my friend, <laughs> and, like, we do that, it's, it might be a small thing, like, but it is still a lie, and uh, we just slip into that, and uh, uh, just dishonor, and it, it grieves the spirit, uh, uh, preparing for this, like, in my work, 
uh, uh, I look at, say for example, I'm just gonna tell this in detail to put, to put it in context. Like uh, in my work, so uh, if say, uh, David wants to build a house, he would uh, get a contractor, a builder, so he's got Jono building the house. And uh, so Jono builds the house and, uh, <laughs> and he, uh, after the house is built, Jono will bring his final bill. Uh, he'll, he'll bring it to me because the quantity survey comes in between the client and the builder. So, and he'll bring it to me and he'll say like, okay, this is the final bill and that was what we originally agreed, but then David wanted a couple of additional doors and he wanted uh, 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 his kitchen unit revised and stuff like that. So there's always, always so much changes in the original, from the original what you agreed and from what actually built happened. So it is my responsibility to check this stuff. So I go through it and I say like, okay, uh, uh, okay, this one, this item, you're charging too much. You're charging for a door. You're charging for some stuff that we are already paying on, on, on other stuff, so I'm not paying that. So I am always looking for the, the client's interest. And I'm like, okay, that's, you're charging too much, charging too much. But when it comes to something that he's not charging too much, that he's charging less than what he should, and I know that, I would just, la, 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 la. If you don't claim, you don't get it. That's my attitude. But God, that's not integrity. If he's charging less and you know it, you got to say it. I got to say it. So I did say it. And like they were like, in this, the account that I was doing, there were about three things that I like, that you should, maybe you should put a bit more because like it's actually you're undercosting it. So, uh, probably the client doesn't want to hear that, but I don't want the, the contractor to lose out because I have not, I've just ignored, it could even be a mistake that he's made, and I just ignored it. Now, God's convinced me now, this is not integrity, you got to say it. So, yeah, there'll be many instances in your life that this kind of stuff happens, and um, Pray that the Holy Spirit just reveals it to you and you are able to uh, make it correct. Be, speak the truth and uh, uphold integrity and honor God in it. So let's look at, uh, yeah, scriptures are very clear. Like Ephesians 3.25 says, so stop telling lies. And uh, I want to base my, the, my whole uh, message today on Ephesians 4.21 to 29. Just got it on, yeah, yeah, that it is. So, what does it say? Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are all parts of the same body. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. Guys, Jesus died for us to get us into this place. Jesus, has, Jesus gave his life so that we will, uh, we sang about he's freed us from our sin and uh, he died for us on the cross so that we, are in this 
special place. We belong to the kingdom of God. We do not belong to the kingdom of lies, the kingdom of Satan. We belong to God. We are children of God. Let that be your motivator. Let Let that be the thing that, like, no, I am not going that way. I am going this way. I want to say the truth. I want to speak the truth and be honest about stuff and uh, because that's what God wants you to do simply and the benefits of it is huge so speak the truth and uh, keep this scripture in your in your heart Jesus died for you to get you to this place you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him throw off all your sinful nature it's it's the former way of life it's the former way of life. It's gone, it's finished, it's dealt with. When God said it's finished, and Jesus said it's finished on the cross, it's finished, forgiven. You are clean. The depth of you is holy and righteous. That's what scriptures say. You are holy and righteous because of what Christ has done for you. Yeah? Remember that. That is who you are. You don't have to tell the lies. You don't have to um, uh, say even white lies. You don't have to. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, lo- I love this passage from the message. It kind of uh, uh, amplifies on, on, uh, on what, uh, what I just said about who you are. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired, mired, or whatever, <laughs> in that old st- stagnant life of sin. You left, you left the world which doesn't know the first thing about living tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exalted disobedience. We all did it, all of us doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat, it's, it's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with a whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took us in dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. So you are seated in heavenly places. The old has gone and the new has come. Speak the truth. Okay, I've got a couple of things that uh, that I picked up from uh, from my my searches. Josh, could you have slide three? Thanks. So, what is going to help us speak the truth? First of all, speak the truth to God because He's our Father. Because you can't hide from him. And when, when Adam had sinned in Genesis, like he was hiding and like, God says, where are you, Adam? He knows where he, Adam is. He knows. He knows. Scriptures say even before we speak what we're going to speak, God knows. So he can't hide. Like, like I tell my boys, guys, don't lie to us. We will find out. We will find out somehow. So like one of the things that, that has happened is like, have you brushed your teeth? Uh, yeah, I think I brushed my teeth. Have you brushed your teeth? Yeah, I have. I have brushed my teeth. Why is the brush dry then? <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't hide. You can't hide. I mean, like, even in any, any situation, like when you say a lie, you've got to say another one to cover that one up and then another one to cover that one up. You're in a mess. So, yeah, say the truth to God and speak the truth to God. And... Like I, I love in Psalm 86. Let's just go to Psalm 86, 14 and 17 and see how David does it. It's brilliant.
14 and 17, 14 to 17. Oh God, insolent people rise up against me. He's being completely genuine, completely honest with God. A violent gang is trying to kill me. You mean nothing to them, but you, O oh Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Look down and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant. Save me, the son of your servant. Send me a sign of your favor. Those who hate me will be put to shame for you, O Lord. Help, help and comfort me. So yeah, talk to God. That's important. You talk to God, you uh, come before him. I kind of go on this, uh, when I speak, if there is something that's stopping you from speaking to God, if there's some change that's kind of blocking you, speak to somebody. You need to speak to somebody. If there is some, some uh, issue that, uh, that's stopping you from coming to God, speak to somebody. There is help. The Holy Spirit will take you. The Spirit of God is in you. You can, any situation, any struggle you have, any chain you have, can be broken. Jesus did for us. Okay? Okay. And this one, speak truth to yourself. I was just talking to Rachel and <laughs> about like, sometimes it's hard for us to like tell like, you are a valued person. You, God values you. You have a purpose in this life. He, he has put you in a place. He's put you in Hatfield and he's put you in this church. He has a purpose for you. You are valued. And uh, sometimes we find it hard to believe that. And like uh, Rachel was in, his, in her blog, she said, like, I know what, uh, what uh, uh, grace is sufficient means. Yeah, he's, he's grace, he's sufficient. And uh, you are valued. And like, whatever you've done, whatever you uh, not achieved, or, that's not what God's looking at. God looks at you. You are valued. You're a valued child of God. So, and uh, speaking to one another, the truth. How, what will help us to speak to one another? To your family as well. Like, it's, it's up to me, like, I, to my family, how do I speak the truth to my family? Like, how do I speak the truth to my wife? And how do I, like, I need to do that. I mean, how do I speak to my, my boys? And, like, because they, it'll be an example for them. And uh, uh, they will learn from what I'm doing. They'll see my example and, and uh, walk in the same way. Remember when, uh, when Abraham, Abraham lied to the, lied to the uh, Egyptian king and God saved him from it because God had a plan for him. He saved uh, Abraham from it. And then, knowing Cosmos, he lied again to another guy. <laughs> and and you, you'll see, like, even Isaac did it. Come on! <laughs> but God... God's forgiving. He brought them through. And like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> yeah, don't lie. Say the truth. Uh, so, speaking the truth to one another, I've got some, like, uh, Josh, if you go to slide five, this is something that I uh, picked up from, uh, picked up from uh, Inside for Living. Uh, Let's go to slide six, Josh, please. Yeah, so telling the truth demands, demands a deliberate effort. You, you've got to make a deliberate effort. You've got to be intentional about telling, telling the truth. Otherwise, it, it's so easy to slip into the, uh, the bad habit of, of not being uh, completely honest. And uh, so 
we all have uh, relationships in, in family or outside. We, we are on social networks. We have people over. We, we, we are so involved in relationships, all of us. Aren't you? So this is just a guideline. I'm, I'm, it, it is a lot of stuff. And, uh, but let's pick up a couple of things from here. Just see like how we can do this. Like when you are talking in a situation, in a, in a, in a, in a relationship uh, situation, is it the truth that before you go and do, before you meet up, think ahead. Think ahead, be intentional, be, uh, it, make a deliberate effort, think ahead. Is it the truth I plan to speak? Ask yourself, is it the truth I'm speaking? Should I speak or should I be silent? There's places where you can be silent, where you need to speak. Do I feel under pressure in this group to say something that another may want to hear? When, um, when that happens, you invariably lie. You, if you're under pressure to speak the truth because, of, because you want to please somebody, there is a, a danger of you're going to lie just to say uh, something that uh, they want to hear. And... Uh, uh, is this confidential information? That's a no-brainer. No you know it's not, 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 a, not appropriate. So, so that's before. Think ahead. Uh, during, ask yourself, am I saying this correctly? Am I saying this with the right facts? These are little things, guys, but think on these things. Be deliberate. Be intentional. Should I give someone else credit for that? Is it, it's easy. It's easy like, well, that person is never going to know. I'm, I'm, I did this. No. For example, this, this whole, whole teaching was actually from Inside for Living. It's not mine. <laughs> but it is really good. I thought like these, all these details of speaking the truth and uh, for you to think about, for you to kind of uh, be aware of. And uh, during, ask yourself. So uh, also, am I exaggerating? Am I, am I saying like, okay, like, Ten people responded, but actually only five did. Is that is that is that how you how you exaggerate? Exaggeration thing is is like quite subtle sometimes. You don't even realize it, but be aware you could be exaggerating, and that still is not speaking the truth. So speak the truth. Uh, am I holding back something that should have said that should I should have said? Do I have the courage to say? Sometimes, like you're in a place where where people are, let's say, like in an office situation or like where people are saying stuff that uh, you're, you're struggling inside. Like, do I say something? Do I say, no, I don't agree with that? Would you have the courage to do that? I have failed badly in that. Like, I just like, yeah, I smile and I just let it go. But do you, you think you should have the courage to do that? Yeah, speak up, say like, hmm, you can say that nicely, like maybe, well, I don't think it happens like that. Well, from what I've learned, like, no, it doesn't work like that. I don't think. I'm... So you can be polite. You don't have to be abrupt about it or like be awkward about it. You can be polite and still say what you need to say, be truthful. So after, so this before, during, and after are the three things. So after, consider this. Do I regret what I've said? Should I get back in touch and tell them? that I was wrong or I misspoke and I want to make it right? Do you want to make it right? Yeah, I want to make it right. I don't want to say stuff that uh, hurt people or mislead people. How could I have said what I said in a better way? Was, was I too blunt? 
Did I deliberately cause someone to feel ill at ease by saying it? Yeah, they, these things like are, are subtle. There's, they, they probably are quite simple as well. But is this something that you are aware of, you're thinking about, you're deliberate about? And uh, because all of this, speaking the truth, matters to God. Speaking the truth is in God's heart. He wants us to be truthful. He wants us to speak the truth. And uh, the benefits are huge. So, how could I have said what I've said better way? Was I too blunt? Was I, did I deliberately cause someone to feel at ease? Was I trying to hide something when I said that? We do that, don't we? We want to hide stuff. And like, we don't want people to know everything about us. But that, that actually stops us speaking the truth. That stopped us. It kind of, it, it's like a, a mask we wear. We want to hide stuff. We don't want to be... But it's fine to speak the truth. Why? Why is it fine to speak the truth? Because God is for us and his grace is sufficient. And uh, what I want to, want to, just speaking the truth has a lot to do with uh, how much you trust God in it. Can we have the next slide, Josh? So, to speak the truth, you will need courage. You will need a trust in God, knowing that God will see you through this. You need to know that God's grace is sufficient and that he will uh, bring out the best in the situation when you speak the truth. Uh, I just wanted, to, wanted you to uh, uh, take you to a story about yeah Daniel 3.13.18 Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You guys know about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. That's an amazing, wonderful story. So uh, shall we go there? Shall I, shall I just uh, read about it for two seconds? It's Daniel 3.13.18 So when Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him, when they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or do or to worship the gold statue I have set up? Now there, like, their lives are in danger. Nebuchadnezzar is not happy. And they know the consequences, but their courage to honor God, the courage to say the truth, honor God, is that if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. You know, that faith, no matter what happens, God is with you. And he will bring it to a conclusion that he, when you say the truth, that, that will glorify him. And that will 
give you uh, that will build your faith as well. So remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's a brilliant story. Uh, so they were put in the, if, if you guys don't know the story, they were put in the furnace, but nothing happened to them. God protected them. They were completely, even their clothes were not burnt. It's amazing. So, uh, just to, uh, what are the benefits of speaking the truth? What is the truth of speaking the truth? I want uh, Darren, he has, a, he has a brilliant example or t- a testimony of saying the truth. Can Darren share the truth? Say this one. Is this one working? Yeah. Thank you. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-three says, "He who rebukes a man will, in the end, gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue." Let me repeat that. He who rebukes a man will, in the end, gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. Now, in keeping with the theme of integrity and telling the truth, I am going to step out and make a confession before you all this morning. Some of you may find it a little disturbing, but it's this. I love job interviews. Job interviews. I love them. Anyone else here? Sam. Praise God, I'm not alone. <laughs> you and me, bro. Now, why do I love them? I th- because I always remember them. I always learn something from each one that I've been to, regardless of the outcome. I remember what the weather was like, what the room was like, what the people who were interviewing me were like, what the questions were, what the responses I gave. It's like my senses become very heightened when I'm in an interview situation. And more than that, it's, it's the anticipation and the build-up beforehand. It's the prep. It's the butterflies. It's the nerves you get on your little fingertips. It's like, a bit like you're going out on a first date. You know, you want to you get dressed up and you want to you get yourself in a positive frame of mind, like you want to really dazzle that person that you were going to meet. You want to show them the best side of you, yeah? So with that in mind, I'm going to tell you very quickly about something that happened in an interview that I had quite a few years ago. I was really desperate, needed a job really badly. This job came up, which sounded like the perfect job for me. Applied for it, got the interview, great. I was in the interview room, and it was going really well. I was, de- I was really impressing the interviewers with my, pro- with my knowledge of the company which I had thoroughly researched on their website, and I mentioned that. I sort of slipped in, oh, I've been doing some research and giving them facts and figures, and this is what I saw on your website. And the interviewers said to me, oh, you've looked at our website? And I said, yeah, I have. And they said, well, we've just invested very heavily in that website, and we've spent a lot of money improving it. What do you think of it? Now, at this point, I should say that that website was absolutely horrendous. It was awful, it was cluttered, it was messy. You would never find what you were looking for in it. It was an absolute mess. And the interviewers, they were called Phil and, Phil and Frank, these two guys, they were leaning forward, like hunched over, I remember this very, very clearly, and they were hanging on to my response. What was I gonna say in response to this question? The interview was going well at this point, and it was coming you know, towards the end, and I thought, my head was saying to me, you know what, just tell them what they wanna hear. You've got this, it's in the bag, you're home and driving this. But in my heart, I just felt this conviction, no, don't lie to them, tell them the truth. Tell them what you really think of that website. So I did, I, I, I said to them, I don't like your website. I said it's cluttered, it's not user friendly, it's a very poor reflection 
and what the company is doing and what the company is trying to achieve. Phil and Frank looked at each other for a second, they looked back at me, and they said, that's exactly the kind of feedback we need to hear because we know there are a number of significant issues with that website. Later that day, I got the phone call and they offered me the position. That was great. Uh, but I don't want to, for a moment, give the impression that I'm some shining exemplar of integrity because I'm not. Um, it's something that I mess up a lot. And, uh, but I know I take comfort from knowing that I know the truth. And his grace covers me. And uh, like we've heard about this morning about, about freedom and know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I take encouragement from that. And uh, yeah, I would just encourage you all to know the truth. The truth will set you free. Thanks, that was brilliant. Thank you. So the benefits of speaking the truth, the fruit of it. With God, your relationship is strengthened. You draw near to him. You honor him. And uh, to yourself, freedom to be confident who you are in Christ. Guys, I forgot something. You know, uh, in uh, Josh, could we go back a couple of slides where I say, uh, I think it's the, uh, let's go back to the, the points, which is, uh, you got two minutes, guys. Bear with me. <laughs> uh, go to slide three and four. Uh, go to slide three, yeah, please. Yeah? So when I say to ourselves, this, I wanted to remind you of this. Speak the truth yourself. This is a brilliant example of God's truth and speaking over yourself. You are significant. I am the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Speak this to yourself. I'm free forever from condemnation. This is truth. So speak, speak truth to yourself. And the result is freedom. Yeah? Freedom in Christ. Obvious. Okay. So, yeah. Speak truth. Speaking truth to one another. Like Dar Darren shared with us. So much benefit from him. People trust you. You become a person of integrity. You honor God. And... Uh, uh, it's a blessing too. I mean, like, what's the phrase? What is that phrase you guys use? Like, uh, honesty is the best policy kind of thing, which I don't like. <laughs> but yeah, integrity, speak the truth. God is, God's grace is sufficient, and you will honor God, and there'll be great benefit. People will trust you. That's it. Thank you, guys. Oh, holy. <laughs> so if you've forgotten all of that, all the details of like speaking to people, just remember this. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind when you speak the truth? That was roses, actually. <laughs> Thank you, guys.